You're listening to Shaggy's Soul Shakedown Party tonight. Melting Metal brought to you by Asada Messiah in the fills today for happy hour. The happiest of happy hours in the happiest times in the happiest place. Holy happy fuck, everyone. Welcome to Friday at 6 o'clock. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're going to have the happiest and coolest comedians that ever comedied. Yay! I'm so excited. Uh, Your first comedian of the night. Wow. Did he really blow Brainwash out of the water the other night because I told him a joke to do and didn't it fucking land like gangbusters? Aren't you so glad you listened to me? Isn't that awesome? Your next comedian's a very funny man and he listens to me sometimes. Everybody put your hands together for Brady Holt! I'm Brady Holt. Welcome, uh, Mutiny Radio. It's been a minute. Uh, so I'm not going to like bore you guys with uh, with saying like I need to write new jokes. I'll just say I haven't. So uh, deal with it. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Are you guys comedians? Nice. Welcome. Welcome to the, the d- lion's den. Um, this is where... Where uh, where jokes are told into a microphone. Welcome to a platform that is six to eight inches off the ground and an acoustical instrument that is amplifying my voice. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. But it's going out there over the air. I say it's over the air because it's on Wi-Fi. Somebody's got to be on Wi-Fi right now on this great big... Internet, 802.11 gigabytes a second, right? Okay, let's keep going further into this into this set. You guys like uh, you go to the gym? Anybody? No, just me. All right, so that's what I do. I live in my car, so I go to the gym to take showers. And you know, I gotta say, okay. All right, that's been noted. It's on the record. Court stenographer, did you get that? Good. That's what he's doing. He wasn't fucking around on his phone trying to see what his what his pre-sign was over at Brainwash. Not at all. I'm just saying my eye muscles are really good at staying like right here. Because I don't want to be looking down at a bunch of naked dicks in the locker room. So my eye muscles... Really good at staying up here. So all the ladies that are here, feel free to wear cleavage. No ladies are here, so I'm going to wear some cleavage. Yeah! Just um, just living the life. Brady Hold, living in his car. What did you do today, Brady? I don't know. Woke up, did yoga, got some seltzer water, made me feel rich. Put a lemon in it. 
I feel like I should tell a joke. How about just awkward silence for a whole minute? Nope, she's not even letting me have awkward silence. She's like, this will be awkward metal. Metal, metal to your ears. We're all just a bunch of buttons, series and ones, zeros, zeros, ones, zeros and ones. How about a joke for dogs? <laughs> woof, 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 woof. <laughs> See, you guys don't get it because you're not dogs. All right, you guys, thank you. You've been so beautiful. I love you very much. a set for dogs tonight and they are laughing all over the mission i hear them everywhere all of the dark it's okay i don't speak dog i actually speak cat now if you would have said meow 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 i would have been like feminism right ha <laughs> ha hilarious your next comedian what a funny guy uh I, I think he's here. Uh, is my little buddy Boris in the room? I didn't. I don't think I've made it. There he is. I, hey, he's a hilarious guy, and uh, you're going to love his jokes right now. Everybody put your hands together for Boris Shakurko. Thank you. Um, I don't want to disappoint you guys, but I'm going to show less skin than Brady. Um, I know. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's all they were here for. That's the thing. They were only for the, they wanted me to take my shirt off. I was like, guys, I can't do it today. That's what I did yesterday. Show us but your no. tits. Boo! Come on. Um, all right, guys. I don't know. I had a bad start to my day today. I accidentally hit a bicyclist. And boy, does my hand hurt. Did not mean to punch him. That was not fun. Um, I don't know. I read an article that uh, talking on the talking on like your cell phone can give you cancer, um, so maybe I should call my grandpa more. Maybe, maybe I should. On second thought, I don't know. I did hear that like when a baby is in the womb, it can actually hear and remember like what's going on outside, um, which is strange because the only thing I remember is a doctor stating the risks of an abortion. That's that's all I remember. I don't know. That's really hot. Let's see. Let's see. Come on. There's stuff on here. I really like the idea of someone coming up here and going on their phone, like looking at jokes, but they're really just texting. <laughs> just like really wanting the attention. But um, some a lot of people complain about uh, having divorced parents, but I feel like what's worse is having parents that should be divorced. I feel like that can, that's not, that's not even a joke. Um, I don't know, guys. I don't know. I saw someone with, uh, there's a lot of people who have tattoos with a Bible passages on them. And here's my thinking. If it's that important to you, couldn't you remember it? Like, why do you have to write it down? That's weird. Um, I'm not from San Francisco. I moved, I was born in Russia and I moved, um, from Russia to San Francisco. And it's really tough because they only let you bring your, uh, top three favorite tracksuits. It's hard. It's hard. Um, I make homemade kombucha. I make kombucha at home, and it tastes like uh, tastes like store-bought shit. <laughs> I'll tell you that. That's what it tastes like. 
It's not good. It's not good. Um, I think they canceled that rally on a the Nazi rally that was going to happen in San Francisco. I met someone that was a, one of these people that's like, my grandfather fought the Nazis, you know? And uh, I think that's a strange thing to brag about because, well, they're still here. And where's your grandpa? Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's really the selling point that you want to go with. Um, I don't know. I, uh, uh, I got a lot of hand-me-downs growing up. Um, I got like a lot of jeans, jackets, mental disorders, things like that. Like, you know, that PTSD was just a little big on me, but that anxiety disorder fit just right. Got real snugly, got up in there. I don't know. I, uh, I have a master's in psychology, technically. Like I've, I've taken, I've taken Muni for eight years, Pam. It's the same thing. Gotcha, Pam. I gotcha. Ha ha. Um, no, because you really do learn a lot about mental illness if you take public transportation long enough. Like, you learn that someone yelling at the bus driver, like, that's daddy issues. That's what that is. Like, banging on the door? That's someone who just lost a bag of weed. Possibly codependent. We don't know. I don't know. I grew up, uh, I actually grew up in San Francisco, and uh, um, I really liked cars growing up. Like, that's kind of what was cool. Like, you know, whenever you saw, like, a Bentley or a Ferrari, it was like, whoa, they're nice and cost a lot um but today in san francisco it's different it's like when you see like a 93 corolla it's like oh my god who has that it's got the seat belt that comes down like a guillotine i don't know who designed that um let me see what do you guys think a uh, polyamorous breakup sounds like do you think it's it's not us it's them do you think that's kind of how it i hate myself um <laughs> Uh, I'll say this, I'm unemployed and uh, unemployment feels a lot like being employed full-time as a masturbator. That's what it feels like. It's just what it feels like. All right, that's going to be it for me. Thank you guys for listening and give it up for Pam. For Here we are on Happy Hour having a good time, aren't we? Let's keep it going with your next comedian, the soft hits and stylings, the comedic stylings of your next comedian, everybody, Graham Galway. All right, where are we now? There, we go. there it is. How are you guys doing? Now you're just fucking with me, aren't you? <laughs> hey, before I get started, can we get a round of applause for Pam just running this open mic? Okay. I, I tried to run my own show last week. It was a fucking train wreck. Uh, I wanted the comics who showed up to feel special. So everyone that made the crowd laugh, they got a sticker right here on their chest. I learned two things. Uh, one, Jewish comics are funny as fuck. Two, Jewish comics hate gold stars. <laughs> Uh, what else was I going to talk about? Anyone here in a relationship? Any people happy? No? Good. You're miserable just like me. I, um, I'm a little bit bitter. I got out of a relationship a while back. Um, I got dumped for not hitting a woman. Now I want to repeat that in case you misheard me. I got dumped for not hitting a woman. I was dating this girl. She liked it slapped around. I wouldn't do it. I got dumped. Now, you might be thinking that sounds like just a tragic case of sexual incompatibility. 
You'd be wrong. Um, I've asked all my female friends about this. They have differing opinions, but they're all pretty sure I'm the asshole. I don't know how you win with something like that. Anywhere, uh, there's a happy ending. Uh, she's got a new guy. Apparently, he meets her needs. His name's Chris Brown. And, um, you know, happily ever after. Um, I, onto a lighter topic. I recently discovered something called rape porn. Don't get high and mighty on me like you don't watch it too. It's on every Sunday on HBO. You call it Game of Thrones. I swear to God, that show, it's like, what a fascinating female character. Oh, no, she's being raped. Oh, look, it's Daenerys. Is she going to conquer all of Westeros? No, no, she's being raped. Oh, look, a horse. Fucking really? Didn't think they, they could show that even on HBO. Um, we're here in San Francisco. We all have opinions about gentrification, right? I... That was the least enthusiastic affirmative I've ever heard. I happen to hate it when people bitch about gentrification. Just like, don't these people read their history books? White people forcing you out of your home without killing you? That is a big step forward for white people. We have not been that compassionate historically. Like what used to be the Trail of Tears, now it's the U-Haul of Inconvenience. Just take your shit, go across the bay. It's not that big a deal. I should have asked before, are there any Native Americans in the audience? That's predictable. <laughs> Score one for smallpox, I guess. Uh, I, um, I, I happen to enjoy reading history, especially military history. Don't acknowledge the ginger. You don't see him. He's not here. He'll just go away if we ignore him. Quirk, get your eyes in here. Uh, I happen to enjoy reading history, uh, especially military history. There's this one tactic that's really badass. It's called Scorched Earth. Do we know what that is? Uh, for those that don't, what you do is you take whatever you have that your enemy wants and you burn it. Whatever you have, whatever they want to get from you, you burn it and you say, come at me now. I had a rough divorce. I burned the house down. I gave all my money to the charity and I told her, come at me now. You're getting nothing. She laughed at me and reminded me that I was unemployed and we were living with my mom at the time. But I think she got the message. It was the first time in five years I got to make a point, so I still feel good about that one. Um, even more recently, I, you'll notice a pattern here. Uh, even more recently, I, took a, I spent $500 and a week of my life visiting this girl in Michigan. Turns out Michigan is a long way to go to hear the words, I don't love you anymore. Though, in her defense, she kind of had to say it in person. I have not seen that particular Hallmark card on the shelves. Wouldn't it be nice, though, if Hallmark cards were honest? Like, here's a Hallmark card I could have I gotten two years ago. I've been cheating on you, but really, it's your fault. Never understood the logic there. Uh, another one I could have gotten four years ago. I've met someone else, but you should keep paying the rent. And pay the rent I did, because I was that kind of loser. God, I'm going to end on a really down note, aren't I? Anyway, thanks for listening. You're still ignoring the ginger, and I appreciate that. Thanks a lot, you guys. My name is Graham Galway. Ignore the ginger. Ignore the ginger. Ha, ha. Yay, Graham Galway. Yay. All right. That ginger is coming up next. Everybody clap your hands wildly for Matthew Quirk. We're at five already? 
Uh, uh, Hannah just walked in, and so I'm being kind by letting her chill out for a second. Oh. Okie dokie. Uh, so, I don't know if you guys uh, have been following my career, uh, but recently I transitioned. Uh, I transitioned from an apartment to a van. It was more of a van-zition, really. Thank you. Uh, but I have some updates on what it's like to live in your, in your van. And even though you guys might not have heard all of what's happening so far, I'm sure you get that now I live in a van. So now let me van-splain a few more things that have happened to me now that I've transitioned. I got my first parking ticket the other day. So that means my rent in this city for the past three months has been $73. Yeah, suck on that, sheeple. But that's not all. Uh, a few of my uh, friends went on vacation, so I'm like dog, house, cat sitting in, uh, in a mansion in the Castro. And it's the upper Castro, because I'm a top. Right. So now I'm being paid to look after their animals and their plants and stay in their place while maintaining my van. So that means they're paying me to live in a house in this city. Huh? How do you like me now? How do you like me now, San Francisco? I'm getting paid to live in a house. Boom. What's up, suckers? But you know what? It might be spoiling me. It might be ruining me. I mean, I really, I guess I didn't realize how intense the gay lifestyle is. I mean, these guys have a push button espresso machine, right? With a scoop of ice cream in there every morning. Like, I'm shitting on a toilet now. I mean... I don't think I can go back to the van at this point, man. I might have been turned. They've, they've, they've caused me to reconsider my orientation, for God's sakes. I mean, no more pouring scoops of lukewarm water out of a bucket, man. They've got one of these showers that's like Amazon rainforest drip on it that just that just vibrates your whole body from the inside. It's amazing. I think I felt my prostate for the first time in that shower. It was just, I don't think I can go back. I don't think I can go back. So I like these intimate rooms. I'll just hold on to the silence. You guys have been holding on to the silence my whole fucking set, so I'll just hold on to it just as well. So too bad. One of my, one of my arch nemesis comics is not here, and I wanted to make comments on a set he's been doing. So I was going to do my bit about it anyway, even though he's not here. So a lot of guys get up here, and they talk about their endowments, right, and how special they are and what, how good they are, like in bed and relationships and everything. And I want to talk about a special endowment that I have that makes me extra special and that I'm really good at listening. Did you hear that? I did. 
I mean, I can listen all night long. I can listen and I can hear. And I know you guys are checking me out. You're like, his ears aren't that big. What's the, what? Size isn't everything, guys. It's not the size, it's how you use them. It's not the reaction I was looking for, quite frankly, from you guys, and I'm tremendously disappointed. You guys live in houses, don't you? You're all indoorsies, right? Housies. All right, what was that, 45 seconds? <laughs> all right, thank you very much, Mutiny. Matthew Quirk lives in a van. There are no rivers in San Francisco. Your next comedian. It's her first time here. What a lovely lady. She came all the way from somewhere else. Be excited and clap your hands wildly. She's the only lady on the list right now. So this is all the pussy you're going to get tonight, everybody. It's Hannah Evanson. Thank you. What a pleasure to be here with all these men <laughs> and Pam. <laughs> so I have a cold right now. I don't usually sound this congested and nasally, but my voice is this deep. Like this is the real deal. And it was it was a huge bummer for me when I was a little kid because like every time I'm watching Disney princess movies, right? All the princesses have voices that are like 10 octaves higher than mine. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching it and it's upsetting. And then for Halloween, people ask you like, oh, what do you want to be for Halloween? And I was always like, a princess, you know? And they were like, mm, maybe not, you know? So I went, I went as a hot dog every year. But it was warm, so it was fine. Um, so I have, I have an older brother and a younger sister and my brother is developmentally disabled. I know, you're looking at me like, oh no, where's this going? Yeah, buckle up. So he's developmentally disabled, which means he's like, he's kind of like a three-year-old in a grown person's body. But I, I, growing up, I just had one brother and I had one sister. So I always thought that like diapers was just a guy thing, you know? Because like my sister and I grew out of it, but mm, not him. So I was like, oh, first time I was getting down with a guy, I was like, oh, risk taker. Like going sans diaper, wow. I thought like unprotected sex just meant taking it off and hoping for the best, you know? Hoping it can keep it in during intercourse. I had no idea. I didn't really think that. Last time I went to the set, someone was like, you didn't think that. It was like, good call. <laughs> good call on that one. Uh, whenever people hear that uh, I have a disabled brother, they usually, they respond with like, pity or sadness so they're like oh I'm so sorry and like that you know that's fair like feel bad for him sure because the world's not like his oyster if you know what I mean but I mean there's always free parking um and don't feel sorry for me I mean people feel sorry for me they're like that must have been so hard and I'm like feel sorry for people whose brothers are like murderers you know or feel sorry for people whose brothers do juice cleanses like there are worse things he's just disabled <laughs> I mean, sometimes sometimes it was a little hard. Sometimes it was a little weird. Like, you know, for Easter, your parents hide Easter eggs around, and they're like, go, kids, go find them. So my parents would always tell us, my sister and I, they would say, go find the Easter eggs, but remember, you can't take the ones that are too easy to find, right, because those are for your brother. And that's, like, really hard to determine as a kid, you know? You're like, when I have found those, if I was mentally delayed. Like, it's just really hard 
to do that. I remember, like, as a kid, I would see the egg, and I'm like, oh, man, like, would he have found that? I don't, I have to, I have to have these guidelines, so I'd be like, okay, I'll use my, my rules that I have, so there's the egg, and my brother, he would come, he would see it there, and then, let's see, so we'd go, like, one, two, shit himself, no, he wouldn't get it, that's mine. You have to have guidelines, you know what I mean? There's always there's always that girl in high school like when they when I'm like oh I have an older brother, they're like oh is he hot? First of all like who says yeah to that you know like oh yeah, I'd tap that you know like that's weird. Also I'm like mm, he's probably not your type, Brittany. Like hopefully right? <laughs> and like it's like they expect it to be some kind of like a hunky avatar situation, but it's not. He's not like a, just a oh I'm in a wheelchair but you know looking great. No, it's you have to make some compromises there if that's what you're going for. Um, I love to the thing with with having a someone someone who's mentally disabled. It's like because of Rain Man and things like that, people just kind of expect you're going to drop a bunch of toothpicks and he's going to be like 103, you know. But it's not that situation. Like he's just straight up slow, you know. Like great personality. Don't get me wrong, but like just you know just delayed, right? So, but it's fun to pretend sometimes. You know what I mean? So he loves trains. Whenever he hears a train, he gets really excited. So sometimes he'll like he'll hear a train from far away and he'll you know, make the sign for burrito because maybe he's hungry or whatever, right? But there's always someone there who's like, oh, wow, what did you hear, bud? Did you hear a train? And I li- I'm like, shh, 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 what did you hear, Lucas? Uh, diesel? Triple axle? Are you sure? Well, you're the expert. And they're like, he can hear that? I'm like, what do you, th- he's retarded. Of course I can hear that. <laughs> I know, you can't, you can't say retarded. I, you, you can't, there's always someone who's like, you can't say retarded. I know you can't. But I like to think that disabled people, if they wanted to, could say retarded. If they, you know, they could call each other re. You know how like how like black people call each other the N word like affectionately. I have this dream of like disabled people just being like, "Yo, what's up, tart?" You know, just like a casually like that could be their thing. Like riding my tricycles with my tarts. You know, like it could be their. I just have a dream of that being a reality. Yeah, right? It would be a cool thing. I mean, my brother can't talk, so he can't really do it, but (laughs) if he could, right? Another thing I love to do is, you know those indoor racetracks where everyone has like a remote and they're controlling their own tiny little car? Yeah, you know, it's all like older dudes who are really into this. So I take him to these places and he has this like remote controller that he carries around with him wherever he goes. We just kind of like snipped the cord off of a PlayStation remote and gave it to him. I know, it sounds bad, but he loves it. He loves that. So he's always like playing with this little remote and I take him to this indoor racetrack and I like to just line him up next to all these dudes. And the thing is, nobody knows who's controlling what car. You know what I mean? Like they're all just standing there and they're playing and then he's there and he's moving his remote and he's looking and then he gets distracted. So he starts like, he keeps moving the remote, but he's like looking away and they see all the cars are doing fantastically. So they're like, holy shit. Right? They're like, I should have known. He has trouble walking. Stephen Hawking has trouble walking. (laughs) Stephen Hawking really has trouble walking. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Dark. But it's those kind of things. I did this set one time, and someone came up to me after the set, and they were like, oh, that was a really cool set, but uh, do you really have a disabled brother? (laughs) And I was like, what kind of a sociopath like what kind of person would just make up this person like for a whole set just talk about this like fake brother but you know to answer the question I don't have a disabled brother I'm just kidding of course I do 
He's in a he's in a group home most of the week and then home. And so group home is like where they have staff and then he lives with like other people who are disabled. And sometimes when I tell people that, like, oh, he's in a group home, they're like, that must be so nice for him to be with other people like him. And I, I never got that kind of judgment because that's like if you break your leg and your family like is like, well, this is goodbye. <laughs> Our legs are whole. What are we going to talk about? Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Thank you so much. You've been great. <laughs> come back again and again I hope you bring your retarded brother as proof that you actually have retarded brother Uh, I think the problem is that all the gorgeous genes went to you and then all the retard genes went to him look at you you're like you're like the most gorgeous woman who's ever done comedy who are you can't be a comedian you're too pretty your next comedian is near not nearly as pretty as your last I'm not I'm not trying to talk about misogyny but you really are really pretty and your parents they really gave all the good genes to you sorry about your retarded brother Uh, hey everybody it's Ken Suzuki here I didn't think so, but you know who is? My favorite ex... Just because he lived near racist doesn't make him a racist. Am I right? Everybody, hands together for Matthew Banks. Yo. Matthew Quirk, I'm doing a set here. He didn't even hear me call his name. (laughs) Gleeful? Oh, beautiful. I just said gleeful. It's like, that's a weird word. Uh, I made up an uncle so I could do a molestation joke. <laughs> sure did. Um, yeah. Hot, right? My hot aunt. Your aunt really is hot, right? No. Uh, do you want to hear it? Just so I, you don't think I'm lying. I can't do the burr. This stand is fucked. Uh <laughs> So yeah, when I was a kid, my uncle used to touch me, and uh, the only way I would get through it is I would just close my eyes and imagine it was my aunt. <laughs> it's my favorite joke. Um, anyway, I've been trying not to eat sugar lately. It's tough. It's not my favorite. And uh, been talking to a lot of the health healthy people about what they do and they were like well look Matthew if you just give up sugar for a couple weeks you know after that time you'll go to eat sugar and it will be too sweet and it'll be gross and you won't want it anymore so I went like three weeks without eating Oreos and uh, then I ate a piece of cake and came all over myself (laughs) Uh, it was awkward I was in a Walgreens Uh, yeah I'm friends with the pharmacist it was her birthday uh it was embarrassing. Um, yeah, those weird people with the, the like, vegetables. The vegetables are delicious kind of people. Like, that sort of attitude. I don't know. I swear to God. I want to give them the scenario, like, if you're dying tomorrow and you have the choice of a spinach salad and a piece of chocolate cake for your last meal. Like, if you choose the fucking salad, I think a monkey should just jump out of that salad and eat your face off. <laughs> I, I don't get that at all. Is there bacon on the salad? No bacon. This is a healthy salad. Um, I don't know. I hate salads. Fuck a salad, dude. Yep, salads are the hand jobs of food, Matthew Quirk. They are. Only thing that makes them any better is a little oil, right? 
I don't know. Praying to God for a second course. And uh, I don't know if I could get a girl to spit on my salad, though. That might be good. I don't know. I got all these new jokes that I need to try, and I can't remember what they are. So I have a lot of voices in my head. And uh, you guys get voices. You know, the one. The worst voice is that responsible dude that won't shut the fuck up. You know him? The guy, the guy that's just like, you should probably pay your, uh, pay your rent today because uh, tomorrow it'll be past due or whatever. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. I want to have some fun today. I don't want responsibility. Uh, or the guy's, the, the guy's like, two cookies is enough. <laughs> fuck him. Uh, what else? What else do I have? I'm going to look through my notebook. I don't ever do this, but I wasn't prepared. Uh, crowd work. Um, so I... <clears throat> Oh Jesus, he's in uh, he's uh, overseas right now. Uh, had a good day. I got caught working by my boss. That ever happened to you? Yeah, it's a good day, right? Hammer in hand. I was fucking yes. It was unbelievable. I felt like I needed a day off after that. It was actually the president of the place I work for. I was, just, I was pretty excited. Pretty excited. All oh, these jokes, guys. You guys should feel so blessed. So uh, I'm all I'm all about. Um, I really hate rejection. Like asking people out, you know. And I've been rejected a lot in my life because I face my fears. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but you know. But I can tell you, as a guy who's been rejected a lot, like if you're really, really scared about it, like whatever you've dreamed up in your head about how bad it's going to be, like I can assure you that it's every bit as bad <laughs> as you think it's going to be. Uh, it's every bit as awkward, and <clears throat> you know you're suicidal afterwards. And every time you see her afterwards, it reminds you of what a fucking loser you are. <laughs> you know. It's amazing. But I found that um, it's kind of like Jean-Claude Van Damme in Bloodsport when he just kicks that tree all day. You know what I'm talking about? He just kicks that fucking tree all day long until somehow it doesn't hurt anymore. That's what you have to that's how you have to view your dating life. Is just every time you ask out a girl, you're just kicking a tree. Uh, you gotta callous you gotta callous your soul, Suzuki. That's uh, that's what has to happen. Do I have a one-liner for you? Who knows? So I moved to San Francisco pretty recently, and uh, from the south, I don't appreciate the stereotypes because I have never fucked one of my cousins before. I haven't. Uh, it's not for lack of trying, though. Wow, my cousin's hot as fuck, dude. <laughs> She has all of her teeth. She does. She keeps them in an Altoid box. Uh, she shakes it at the bears to scare them away. It's amazing. Uh, she's a great cook, too. Her meth is unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, you guys have been a lot of fun. Have a good night. Matthew Banks, everyone, from the great state of Mississippi, holding it down. Yeah. Thanks, Matthew Bank. 
Make banks pay. Make banks pay. Hey, dirty hippie, what did Matthew Banks ever do to you but teach you how to really embrace your racism? Your next comedian, it's his own joke. I'm just using his own joke against him. No, I'm sorry. It's only funny when he says it. Uh, your next comedian. Wow, what a unique individual we're bringing to the stage right now. I accidentally went onto his Facebook page today, and those black and white pictures, wow. There's some noir shit going on there. Uh, bind your hands together so that you cannot clap for Ken Suzuki! Thank you, Pam. Thank you so much. Matt, thanks for the dating advice. My only question is, is that carbon or radioactive? What? <laughs> shitty puns. No, dating. Opening with shitty puns. That's how we do it. Uh, I listen. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to uh, hear uh, Taylor Swift's newest uh, single, uh, Look What You Made Me Do. And man, I, it really made me nostalgic for the 90s uh, when musical celebrities, uh, back when, when they had beef with each other, they just shot and killed each other. Oh, you get it. I never thought I would dream for a turn of gangster rap until I heard this shit. I was like, oh. Uh, Chrissy Field. So you guys hear about the Patriot rally? The Patriot prayer got canceled. Chrissy Field tomorrow. It yeah, did? Yes, it got canceled. What? No. No, that was going to be out. That was my generation. That was the millennial Normandy. That's where we were going to fight the Nazis. We are going to take it to them. Right there. Oh, look, we had a customized. This was going to be our shield and crest and everything when saving civilization. Oh my God, all these Nazis, Nazis everywhere, man. Check under your seat, might be one. There's so many Nazis out here right now. I gotta say though, the one silver lining to all this is man, all the opportunities to hate fuck now. They're everywhere. Cause like really hate fucking is the best kind of fucking personally. And you gotta, I gotta ask myself all, with all this talk of punch a Nazi, has anybody ever considered maybe seduce a Nazi? Trust me, coming is a much more effective tool at changing hearts and minds than punching. Hashtag fist a Nazi. Oh, where was I going with this? Oh, we lost our Normandy fight. It's funny, we lose our chance at Normandy while half the population of this city decides they want to partake in the next millennial's Bohemian Grove. That's a Burning Man joke. You know, I'll figure it out. Okay, Burning Man where they burn effigies of people to get them ready for the day when they're within the elites and are sacrificing babies to the owl god Molech. It's how it starts. It's how it starts. We are the hub of the next global elite. Today's Burning Men, tomorrow's Bilderberg Group. It really plays to write your jokes out. It really does. It really pays to write, to come prepared, but you know what? I feel like I'm teaching aspiring comics the truth, or at least in my act, that tra- comedy really is a kissing cousin of tragedy, isn't it? And the great thing, comedy is like endless war in so far as, uh, especially in my level, uh, so far as it's like the bombing never ends. It just doesn't. It's just one Fallujah, one Fallujah, Dresden, Normandy, fucking uh, that other place. 
Hiroshima after the other. Keep it going. Like my, I, I feel like this set or my act represents the military industrial complex of this country. I am the personification of America, folks. Endless war state. Enjoy it while you can, because if you're not laughing, you're burning. I think I will write that down and actually use it. So I was ass-fucking this tranny the other day. Uh, why ass-fucking you ass? Well, she had a beautiful vag. She did. Brand new. I couldn't do it, because I personally don't believe in fucking pussy that's below the age of consent. I just don't. I just don't do it. It's too young. I'm sorry, 34-year-old mouth and ass, but had a uh, two-week-old vagina. It's felt wrong. Speaking of orgy, speaking of sex, speak, let's go back to Burning Man. Burning Man. Week in the desert, no showers. Orgy dome. That is hot. I say with heavy sarcasm. Like, I eat ass like it were fucking breakfast. If I go even more, like, less than, take less than one shower a day, I want to get myself quarantined. And these fuckers are out here. These are just thoughts, folks. Like I said, it pays to be a writer. This feels like it could be a meaningful pose. It feels like it'd be like you punctuate your sentence, you look, look at the camera, wait for the ironic piano play out, and you're good and scene. That's what this is. Oh, man. So I'll be getting married in October. And it's currently been seeking, uh, going to what they call a premarital counselor to help make the transition easier. And uh, I got some good advice while I was there. I did. The counselor told me, he said, hey, Ken, remember, your wife is not your dick. You cannot beat her. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Your next comedian. Where has he been? He's disappeared. He came back. I saw him last night at the Brainwatch. I was so excited. He's like, I'm like, did he disappear from town? Is he back? It's so exciting every time he graces Mutiny Radio with his joyful presence. Clap your hands wildly for Dwat Mai. I was going up, Pam. You ambushed me. I was just sitting on the stoop next to uh, your neighbor's stoop drinking beer because I knew we couldn't drink beer here. I said, why don't you call the ABC now? Right? <laughs> Anyways, hello, guys. How are you? All right. You guys drink beer on people's stoops like I do? You should. It's exciting. It's like the bar's going to close and we got to drink as fast as we can. You gotta, we got to go. Hey, you guys ever think about stealing this stuff? Have you think about somebody stealing it? Like, this could be easily walked out of this place with somebody with some type of athleticism. <laughs> like, he'll just come in here, you know, when you guys aren't looking, painting. And if he did took it, who would stop him? <laughs> would you stop him, Pam? Yeah. Did you go after him? You would. You would. I know you would. Because it's your money. This is your rant, right? We wouldn't stop him. I would say, well, well I could stop him, but am I getting a cut? Am I going to get the $20 bill in here? That prize? That prize gumball we have in here? Somebody put $20 in here. Who did that? Rich people. Do you know? You should have a camera and zoom in on who gives you the most money. And when they walk in, you just like baby them, you know? Like, you want to get on the mic? You want to say a few words? 
We'll call you. We'll tell this guy to call you, and you'll have, like, uh, never mind. Anyways, that's cool. I think that we should have more of a sturdy thing uh, to hold up the money, because that's important. This is more important than anybody in here, and we need a sturdy table, right? People are more important than the money, sweetheart. Oh, thank you, Mom. We're socialists. <laughs> okay. Are we? Are we socialists? I'm a Bernie man. I don't know if that makes me socialist, but my dad fought against the communists, so we can't be socialist, right? Sure you can. Okay, so I can be socialist and fight against commies? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, I don't have a gun. I have three chopsticks, and we're going to do something about it. We're going to carve them into darts and pretend like we're in a Bruce Lee movie, and then when it doesn't work, we're like, all right, fuck it. I'll get a gun. <laughs> It's time to get a real weapon. I don't have a gun yet, but I have a knife without a pointy edge I can slice. Can't stab, but I can slice. I got, a, I got one of those knives, you know, they, they have a rounded edge, you know? You can't stab people. It's like a, uh, the end of a, uh, like a spoon. You can't really stab people, but you can slice them. You know, it takes like 10 of these to kill somebody, so. <laughs> you can't stab. One stab can kill 10 slices, but that's, that's like they got to stand still. They can't jump around. Like you're too jumpy. Come on. <laughs> hey, you guys ever think about getting your heads chopped off? I was thinking, if I was ever going to get my head chopped off, I would like to be placed face up because I don't enjoy surprises. Okay. <laughs> I'll be down there. Excuse me. If, if I have a heart attack, it would, it would rob you of my punishment. <laughs> Wouldn't you want everybody to see my head fall off, right? To witness the punishment. If you put me face up, I'll promise to attempt to break the record for most blinks after beheadment. Uh. It's 30. Hey, I had a dream where I was climbing up Mount Everest, but then I woke up and I thought, well, people freeze in Mount Everest, right? Then I thought, well, what if I was going to freeze to death? If I was, what pose would I strike? Ah. I would act like it's hot. You would find me like this. <laughs> The guy would be like, hey, this dude is funny. This guy had his sense of humor until he died. Johnny, you think you're funny? You're not that funny. This man. I don't even know him, but he's funnier than you. Uh, you guys smoke, uh, smoke weed? Are you potheads? 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 No, you're not a pothead. Hannah, are you a pothead? No? No? A little bit. Yeah. You dabble. All right. That means in five years, she'll be with us. <laughs> we'll give you five years. Come over, knock on the door. We'll give you a free ease card. <laughs> Call them. They'll come right away. It's free. It's great. It's free. It's great. It's great. It's great. Hey, you know, you guys like making eye contact with people and stuff? You know how you're supposed to do that? I don't, I'm not an eye contact person, but you know how some people like blue eyes or green eyes? I like the white part. That's, if I see mostly white, that means you're not looking at me, and I can observe you. I'll be there going, oh, she's got a nice dress on, nice, nice hair, nice, oh shit, brown eyes, wonderful. <laughs> nice shoes. Where'd you get them? Macy's? Me too, me too. I got mine to Macy's. And you know how some people can roll their eyes to the back of their heads and make it all white? I'm going to marry someone like that. Yes. I'll be at a party, I'll be like, hey, meet my wife. She's creepy. <laughs> that's a weird joke I wrote that when it was midnight and I had to decide between watching Conan O'Brien or YouTube so I don't know I don't know hey remember when you guys were having a good time just now 
Not now, but now, now, before that. Anyways, you guys ever get high and then like, stare at your hand for a while? I did that. I did that and I realized that the body's just a big giant hand. Right? Four fingers and a thumb and four limbs and a head, you know. Then I saw a bunch of people shaking hands and hugging and I was like, they're doing the same thing. What are they doing? And then they high five and sh- I don't know. I don't want to finish that joke. If the first part doesn't work, why do we pull out the second part? Right? The first part didn't do Let's do a sec. Part two? No, no part two. No, it didn't generate enough money, but it could be better. Hey, Mike, what's in there? It looks like you got caterpillars. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. You got to have a metal box. Metal box, metal box. Can we fit the metal box in here? <laughs> How'd you get it in there? I don't know. Guess and win 100 bucks. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for listening, guys. You guys have been a, a great audience. I wish I had been, uh, you know, a greater comedian, but uh, you guys did not pay, and so I don't feel guilty. If you guys had put five bucks in the jar, well, then maybe I would pull out something like great, like a Gigi Allen video or something like that. <laughs> Anyways, thank you. What my everyone? Freezing with a sense of humor. I like it. It's hot. It's, it's hot. Almost as hot as Matthew Banks leaving to go kill in another room. What a champion. Everybody wave goodbye with longing eyes to Matthew Banks as he exudes the building. Your next comedian's going to make you laugh, though. You're not going to miss that asshole at all. Because your next comedian, he is a nice guy. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call him an asshole. Matthew Banks is a really sweet fellow. Uh, and I bet your next comedian is as well. You're going to laugh at his jokes. Everybody clap your hands wildly for Drew Medecki. Hi, how you guys doing? Thank you guys for coming out. So, um, I just wanted to tell you guys real quick about something that happened to me the other night. So, um, I work at a graveyard shift at a place, and uh, we happened to get off early that night. So, that puts me out around 2 in the morning. And I was on my way home, and I was hungry, obviously. It's my lunchtime. So, the only thing that was open was a 7-Eleven. So, you know... It's two in the morning. That's the time that all great decisions are made, especially culinarily. So I ended up stopping at 7-Eleven. And I pull in there, and sitting right in front, there's a homeless guy. And he's not one of those guys that's like early in his homeless career. I mean, he's been there for a while, right? He's really gritty, just, just like a pile of black there, right? So I get out of the car, and I'm walking up to the front door. And he asks me if I have any change. And I say, no, I'm sorry, another thing. And he goes... Fuck you. Which I was like, hmm, in my neighborhood, the homeless people, when you say, you know, I can't help you, they say, God bless you or something. He was clearly trying his own thing, so, you know, good for him. Good luck with that. So I go in there and I'm doing my own thing. I walk in there. There's a guy at the counter working there, an employee. And there's another guy there who's talking to him while he's there, and the guy's got a cup of coffee. He looks like a big white guy. He's wearing like a trucker shirt. He's got his name badge over his chest and everything. So I kind of say hi to both of them and just walk straight to the back. Um, they have hot dogs going. So I'm like, it wasn't really my first choice, but what the hell? Let's go for it. So I get the hot dog, and I walk over, and I'm preparing it, putting on my ketchup mustard and da, 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 kind of my own little world, you know, thinking over things that are going on in my life. And... I hear a voice, 
And he goes, oh, shit. So at 2 o'clock in the 7-Eleven, you know, when you hear somebody say, oh, shit, you know, you're kind of like in reactionary mode, you know. So I look up, and the homeless guy, he is standing up in front of the doors, and he is completely naked. He's stripped off all his clothes, right? And he's just sitting there staring in at all three of us, right? And so I'm kind of like, okay, this just took a weird turn, but I'm not going to engage and just kind of keep doing my thing. So he finishes undressing, he squats down, and he starts to take a shit right there, right outside, like making eye contact with them, I assume. I, I was, you know, doing my own thing. Once he finishes doing that, he stands up, walks in, right? Again, fully naked. Uh, the white guy that's in there, he's kind of like, against the counter like oh jesus this is very weird the clerk that works there is no pun intended losing his shit like no you cannot be in here you have to go and da, da, da. uh the guy's just ignoring him right kind of gives him a little eh, fuck you as he's stalking straight towards me right so i'm like oh dude really this is not what i need i just came in here for a hot dog you know just want to be left alone and he's beelining right for me so i'm like fuck all right here we go so i kind of get in my defensive position um, he gets near the counter where I'm preparing my stuff and he grabs at the stack of napkins and he grabs it kind of aggressively so he knocks a bunch of shit off creamer goes all over the place and everything but he grabs the napkins and he turns around and as he turns around I see that he's still got a little hitchhiker he's still got a piece that didn't clear the exit bay right so he goes and I want to say to wipe his ass but it wasn't really a wipe his ass he kind of slapped his cheek hard and it falls off on the floor, right? Clerk, further, losing his mind. Like, no, this cannot be happening. You cannot go in there and everything. White guy is just like, wants no part of this. I'm just trying to get my hot dog. The guy is just aggressively like, fuck you, stalking out and everything. All this is happening. Another guy from the back walks out, sees everything that's going on and goes, oh no, not again. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's my time. Everybody, Drew Madeke. Just so you know, when you get the horn, it's a minute. So you have a minute when you get the horn, just for future reference. I'm sorry. The horn is... I figured you'd been here long enough. You'd heard the other eight comics before you, so you'd figure out that... I'm sorry. I should let people know at the beginning of the show. When you hear the horn... It's a minute. So take your time to wrap up. You don't have to... Your story was engaging, sir. But you wrapped it up right at the point. Hey, everybody. Your next comedian tried to tag him on Facebook, but I guess we're not friends or friends of friends. So he'll have to find this podcast in another way. But put your hands together for Michael W. Mears. How's it going, everybody? Lots of single people here tonight, which is fantastic because relationships are stupid. Uh, no, yeah, actually, uh, I just recently moved back to the Bay Area. I've been single for a very, very long time. And then, uh, of course, what happens when you least expect it? You meet somebody. And I hate that term because the term meet somebody, all that really means is that you found somebody you like, but you're just not sure how crazy they are. And if that crazy is something that you're into. But once you figure that out, you think it's awesome until it's not. Uh, so in this case, um, again, been single for a really long time, was doing my own thing, fantastic, and then screwed that all up. Uh, to make things even more complicated, uh, it was a dude. So that was a brand new thing. That was exciting. Uh, except for, aside from the whole, you know, 
complicated issue of that, he was also 10 years younger than me. So 33 to 23 year old, that was just a recipe for success. Everybody could see that coming, except for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, things were great, except for, um, again, no communication and no people skills. He's a millennial. Millennials are dumb. Uh, but uh, yeah, we doing our own thing, and of course things escalated, you know, kind of quickly, because I was like, let's take it slow. So slow is not what happened. Uh, again, this is brand new for both of us. He'd never been in a serious relationship. It's been a long time for me. I was a little rusty, so I was like, you know, let's just, you know, keep it cool. So day three, we're out at a party. All of a sudden, he puts his arm around me in front of all of our friends, and I'm like, what in the hell is going on here? My mind is racing. Everything's going a million miles a minute, but I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's ride the lightning. Sure. Why the fuck not? And then, oh, God, it got even more complicated. As cool as the friends were, the friends were all really cool about it. Uh, that continued to be cool, so he was like, sure, let's go hang out with my sister one day. Oh, man. Sister's younger than me, older than him, so that didn't go off very well at all. Uh, went out to a bar. All of a sudden, she comes up to me and is like, well, I just want you to know that I know what's going on. I don't like how old you are. And by the way, my grandma called me the other day, so that was an awesome little way to find that out. So he lives with his mom, because he's 23, um, and, uh, you know, he has a dog. The grandma gets bored. She comes over and checks on the dog every so often. She's a grandma. It's totally normal. He doesn't have a lock on his door. One day, we're hanging out. She notices both cars outside. No noise. We're in full spoon. Not sure what's going on. Grandma walks in. Very calmly walks right back out. Calls the sister. And the sister lets her in on the whole thing. Grandma turns out to be super cool. Then mom finds out. I don't find all this out from the sister. It's a very informative night at the bar. Oh, man. I wanted to do so many more shots after this conversation. Um, so, yeah. Mom finds out. Mom's totally cool with it. Once mom knows that I know, then it gets really interesting. Because then, like, we're hanging out watching TV and mom comes out. Outside. And she's like, hey, I'm going out to a bar tonight. And like, do I want to wear the ones with the buckles or the ones with the straps? And I'm like, oh, God, these are not the conversations I want to be having right now. Like, oh, man, I'm barely prepared for this at all. But yeah, so all that going on, there's a lot of complicated issues. And then, you know, being the millennial, you know, can't communicate. So when things started to get a little bit stressful, he, uh, instead of talking, decided he was going to communicate via body language. So we got uncomfortable. He'd start sitting down next to me, and then he'd get up and walk away and sit over here. And like 10 minutes would go by, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? He'd get up and walk over here again. And then a couple seconds, get up and walk away. And after like two of these, I'm just like, where the fuck is a taser? Like, if I had a taser, this would all be over right now. I don't have to deal with this anymore. So yeah, so that was a good sign that it was going to end. Um, but yeah. Honestly, though, the friends have been great. They're like, be patient and caring and understanding and all these other stupid fucking words I don't have time for. So, you know, I'm just going to let him grow up and do his thing. But in the meantime, you know, if I throw him in the ocean, I just hope his friends are support him to him then. <laughs> they are to me because they're fantastic, really good people, even though he's an immature douchebag. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, I can't control anything. I'm just going to let him do his thing. I've learned plenty of life lessons. I hope he has as well because we're not done yet. Revenge is fucking sweet. Uh, but uh, uh, besides that, though, uh, you know, like I said, I'm just going to keep on doing my thing, living my life dead inside, taking it one day at a time. And, you know, go back to the same planet, dying alone. There was nothing wrong with that to begin with. I might as well just go with that. Have a good night, everybody. I'm Mike Mears. Mike Mears. Free therapy here at Mutiny Radio every Friday from 6 to 8 on Happy Hour. Yes. I hope we're all cathartic after that moment. Uh, breakups are fun. And, yeah, revenge is great. Your next comedian is married and has a child. I'm sure that he believes in all those things. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mike Spiegelman! Well, I'm back. 
Hi. Uh, yeah, I, I am. Uh, anyone else uh, here? Married? Kid? Who, I didn't see any beautiful people here. Single? Listen, listen, listen I was you. Before I had married and had a kid. And uh, I'll be honest, my priorities have changed. You know, my priority now is get the fuck out of the house. <laughs> any excuse, I'm like, honey, I got to take out the garbage to the movies. Garbage and I want to see Transformers 5. Is it still playing? Let's check garbage phone. I, uh, yeah, it is. It's good to be here. I, um, I, I don't want to brag, but I got a ride here. And um, <clears throat> I was sitting on the passenger side of my best friend's ride. Perhaps you guys heard me hollering at you. And uh, I just, I just, uh, my friend had his kids in the back uh, seat and I, maybe I'm a different parent I don't know but uh, these kids were fucking brats right and they were just like in the back seat and they were like fucking yelling and screaming and screaming and yelling and finally I just got sick of it I was just like hey kids pipe down seriously put the pipe down the cops are right there don't look up hold it in roll up the window roll down the window pretend you're singing alright blow it out with the wind with the wind that's why they were assholes, because they blew it against the wind, and it went right back in the car. I mean, they might as well have just blown it out of the car. Fucking kids, right? Uh, I have a, I really hate a lot of things, so I brought uh, stuff I hate, uh, just because it's popular this weekend. I don't like it when people put uh, uh, furniture on the sidewalk, and then they put like a sign on top that says free. Oh, I don't have to pay a ticket to walk around your fucking shit? Oh, what a great amusement park. Thank you. Normally, I just walk down the sidewalk. You know what also pisses me off? It's people who tell you the best way to eat a Charleston chew is to put it in the freezer. <laughs> Fuck you and your life hack. Think you know it all? Oh, and another thing. Fuck porn movies with plots, right? They're not good. They're disgusting. They always talk about, oh, 70s and porn was great because they had stories. Like the most famous story that took place here, right, in, uh, is Behind the Green Door, San Francisco movie. And the story is uh, this guy is at a diner in San Francisco and he's having breakfast. And these, the Mitchell brothers walk in and they say, hey, you can't believe this. We just saw this show last night and this girl got on stage and these nuns ate her out. And then four guys had sex with her. And then there was a big orgy with everybody on, tra- on trapezes and stuff like that. Gross, right? That guy's trying to eat breakfast. Scrambled eggs and first cup of coffee. He doesn't need to hear this right now. Who talks about sex acts when someone's trying to eat? It's gross. <sighs> I'm going to throw up. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to throw up. Uh, no, uh, I'm just feeling queasy. It's not, it's not nausea. I have my joke book on stage because unlike other comedians who are professional and don't bring their joke book on stage, I have a reason is that during my performance, in case I think of a joke, I could write it down. And that's a good indication that a joke is coming, is when I stop this act, pull out a pen, open. But I don't use my phone to write. I keep moleskin in business. Not only do I have a joke book, but I keep a dream journal. Right? Like one time, I dreamt I was the only human in Zootopia. 
and I went over to a, a comedy club run by crickets. And every time a cricket finished a joke, I started to talk really loud. Throw them off. I have a, I keep a diary. By the way, you guys were very nice. Just give you a preview of my diary. Uh, and I did pretty well, according to my diary. And as an adult keeping a diary, it just rewires my brain. And I, I'm more focused. And I remember a, a lot of stuff. And I, I even dream about my day which makes my dream journal redundant. I'm just like, see the diary, plus some dick stuff if it's a dream. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I, I just, uh, guys, you know what? My favorite rock album is Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. What a great fucking album cover, right? It's a great album, but it's a gatefold cover with a ray of white light hitting a prism and there's like a rainbow that comes out. If you guys seen it? If you haven't, uh, you can check out my van. It's parked right outside. Kidding, there's no parking. Uh, but my van's awesome. My van is awesome. It's, uh, it's a classic 70s van. It has uh, uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon decal on one side, and the other side, Darth Vader fights a unicorn while Led Zeppelin watches. And also, I have a uh, bumper sticker that says, if you see this van rocking, don't come a-knocking. Am I right? Yeah, if you see this van a-rocking, don't come a-knocking. Unless you hear me yell, Ice Cube! It's my safe word. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks, bye. Mike Spiegelman! Listen to him every Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. on Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's so nice to know that your safe word is Ice Cube. Mine is actually Cinnamon. Just something to log in the back of your memory banks. Anybody? Cinnamon is the safe word. Your next comedian, she is an incredibly funny lady. I'm so excited. She's bringing a show back to Mutiny Radio. It's going to be one of those morning times before noon. None of you will be awake, but it's great because you can download that podcast anytime you want. Uh, Hey, she's an incredibly talented person in so many ways. She's going to tell you about them right now. Clap your hands wildly for Trina Roderick. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What are you talking about, Mike? There's, it's Burning Man. There's parking everywhere. Um, also, I want to know what kind of an asshole would put a Charleston chew in the refrigerator? God damn! What kind of pieces of shit do you roll with, Mike? <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys are having a good, uh, good Monday. <laughs> I slept all the way through the weekend. See, I love. See, I like what I like about Joke Workshop and even Happy Hour. Anchors me. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't know what day of the week it was if I wasn't it either. A joke workshop or a, or a, what is this? Happy hour. <laughs> no, it's a joke workshop. God damn, I blew my own joke. Anyway, so it's because I only have only told it like a half a dozen times or two. Uh, so I was at the dentist this week. We all know how that goes, right? Uh, lucky for me, though, it's slightly different for me because my ex-husband is a dentist, which is officially the best excuse ever for not flossing. 
Those hygienists eat that shit up. I'm like having flossed ex husband's a dentist. They're like, anyway. So I'm, I mean, I knew I was going to get the lecture because I don't floss often enough. We all know why. And uh, so apparently I'm doing it wrong. You're supposed to brush, then water pick now, technology, then floss, then brush again. This, this brushing at the end, this, this book ending, this shit with brushing was, was new to me. So I was like, you know what? I've heard all this before. And um, I think we're going to have to break up now. It's not you, it's me. Okay, it's just that you ha your expectations are too high. <laughs> I just can't. Anyway, so what else I want to talk to you guys about? I, um, I was trying to make a bigger effort to fit in at work, right? And, uh, you know, because I got in an argument with one of my coworkers in which, about our personal lives, and she was like, what's wrong with you? And I don't, I don't even know what to say to somebody who's like, like if I had her two kids, one husband life, I would seriously blow my brains out. Like I do not know how, what to say. How do you respond to somebody who thinks that because you don't, she's so desperate to get into the status quo, it hasn't occurred to her to question it. You know what I mean? Like, just, and that's all I, anyway, so. We were talking, though, so in one of my three times in the lunchroom over a full year, <laughs> we were talking about how sometimes when your clients ask you to ask the judge for something, it's a lot like when you had a friend over when you were a kid and they want you to ask your parents for something you know your parents are never, ever going to do, Right? Uh, and in fact, at my house, like not my parents know that I know that they are never going to do that. So asking the question will get me punished, right? So I'm like, I don't know what you're obviously not getting punished just for asking this shit at your house because we're going to get in trouble just from anyway. So anyway, she was like, so my coworker was like, yeah, you know what? I think that was happening to my daughter the other day because I was getting the, the vibe of that. And then we were at the dinner table and um, her friend was like, yeah, I think Ren, the daughter's name is Ren, W-R-E-N. Very sweet name. Isn't that cute? I think Ren wants to say prayer. And since my coworker is atheist and they've never said prayer, she was 100% certain that her daughter did not want to say prayer that particular day, right? So because she's a, a, a lawyer, she turns to her daughter and says, Ren, uh, what is prayer? Right? That's a good, tight, open-ended question. And Ren looks at her and shrugs her so shoulders and is like, Soup? I don't know, soup? So I wrote, uh, ran a prayer that goes like this. Uh, it's called Ren's Soup. It goes, uh, our chowder, which art in our Ren, hallowed be thy sourdough. Thy creamdom come, thy clams be done. In New England, as they are in Manhattan. <laughs> Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our slurps, as we forgive those who slurp against us. 
Lead us not to gazpacho. Wait. But deliver us some camels. For thine is the creamdom of the mushroom of the soup forever. Amen. Anyway, thank you so much. So, uh, yeah, so I'm starting a podcast. I think I am going to stick with Tuesdays from 10 to 12. I'm going to start at the beginning of September, September 5th. And I'm still working out a name. I'm starting, I'm thinking, it's like about feminism generally. Uh, kind of the, the awkward double binds that women are in. Anyway, I'll talk about that on my podcast on Tuesdays as well. But anyway, uh, so... Listen to it, because it's, actually guys need to listen to it more than girls, because we are constantly having other shit, chick shit shoved down our throats, are we not? Like you can't, you look at a, a magazine and it's all about, oh, you should care about other chicks. You're a chick. See, you care all about what the other chicks are doing around the world, and all the things they're doing to help themselves. <laughs> Because you're a chick, and that's all we care about is other chicks. Anyway, so uh, thank you so much, guys. Uh, have a, a great week. Thank you for uh, your listening participation. Serena Roderick, everyone. Maybe your podcast should be called, like, Chicks on Chicks. <laughs> chicks on Chicks. Tuesdays from noon to two because the double bind is what Ken Suzuki is after. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see how we got to that part of the joke? Your next comedian. Uh, she is moving to New York soon and it's going to be exciting because she's going to go be famous. And when she's at Madison Square Garden, she promises me VIP tickets or at least the guest list. Put your hands together, everybody, for Easy Evie! I'm on. Hey, this is Easy Evie, and I'm singing the Borderline Medley. Blackout heat wave, 44 caliber homicide. The bums drop dead and the dogs gone mad and packs on the west side. Young girl standing on a ledge looks like another suicide. She wants to hit those bricks cause the news at six gotta stick to a deadline. While the millionaires hide in Beekman Place, the bag ladies throw the bones in my face. Get attacked by a kid with stereo sound. I don't wanna hear it, but he won't turn it down. Life is tough, but it's just enough to hold back the tears till it's closing time. I survived, but I'm still alive, and I'm getting close to the borderline. Close to the borderline. 
close to the borderline. Close to the borderline. But I don't have time Don't know why I'm still a nice girl But I'm getting close to the borderline Close to the borderline Close to the borderline Close to the borderline I thought I'd sacrifice so many things I thought I'd throw them all away Were you not prepared to pay? Something in your eyes is making such a fool of me When you hold me in your arms You love me till I just can't see Love has done to me Come on, 
pushing my luck over the borderline. You cause me so much pain. I think I'm going insane. Just what does it take to make you see? You just keep on pushing my love over the borderline. Thank you. That's my very first performance of that medley. And if you want to hear it again, come to Hotel Utah Open Mic. That would be this coming Monday at the Hotel Utah. Did you write, you wrote the whole medley yourself? Is all the beepity boots well, yours too? Well, I give credit to Billy Joel and Madonna. Well, yeah, but. but. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could go back in time and just steal it. <laughs> Everybody clap wildly for Easy Evie! Bring your mask Rad. Well, uh, this has been a very, very fun uh, happy hour tonight. All the way. Hey, and just so uh, you know, Easy Evie, tonight is the last Friday of the month, so there's karaoke at Bender's tonight, starting at 8.30. So that's 8.30 until close tonight at Bender's on 800 South Venice. They're going to be one of the uh, sponsors this year for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. We're very excited about them and Spark and Rainbow Foods for getting on board this early. Also, Green Army Cosmetics. They put weed in their lip gloss. Go look them up right now. They're bad motherfucking ass. Uh, Green Army. Thanks for being here tonight, everybody. We're going to end a little early, but that's great for me because that means I can eat some dinner and smoke some pot and, you know, hang out before the next show. So there's a show at 8 o'clock, Pamtastic Comedy Clubhouse tonight. It's the Back to School X Teachers edition. So all the comedians tonight have taught in school before. I was a ex-credentialed special education teacher of junior high and high school emotionally disturbed students. Surprise! Sounds like the comedians I hang out with every day now. I used to get paid for it. Wasn't that fun? So come on in at 8 o'clock for Pamtastic Comedy Clubhouse. And thanks for being here tonight. Again, thanks to Asada Messiah for giving us the CD to play in the fills. Face Melting Metal to melt your face. Uh, Playing tomorrow night at Bender's along with another body found. So go see them. All right. Bye-bye, everybody.
Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Want to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away? Then come join the fun at San Francisco's Comedy Day. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs, and it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee slapping, side splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead. Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. You mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit, it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Anything you try has already been done before, and there's nothing really you can do about it. So remember to avoid taking risks and to whisper into feathers together in the dark. It's the right thing to do, and viewers like you. When the circus is in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze quad elephant, see? Look on the train with the circus promise. It's intense.
vacation Vacation Concentration Vibration You're listening to Shaggy's Soul Shakedown Party tonight Stay tuned at 8 o'clock for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Coming up in 29 minutes, the ex-teacher comedy show. I'm Chuck Weiss, and welcome to Close Encounters. I'll act as your guide while together we explore the twin phenomena of UFOs and alien abduction. In my last podcast, I described how my friend Harold is a genuine psychic who channels a chorus of invisible grays that sometimes answers our questions. Tonight, I'll tell you more of what they told us. But first, this message. What is CopWatch? CopWatch is a network of activist organizations in the United States and Canada that observe and document police activity while looking for signs of police misconduct and police brutality. Their database is a permanent searchable repository of complaints filed against police officers at copwatch.org. You can report an incident for permanent inclusion in their database at copwatch.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Muni Radio in San Francisco. Thank you. 
much it really means Glad to be Yes to read Where welcomes freeze So dear to me Where I can lose Déjà me couvrant de baisers et s'arrachant mes mains et demandant tout bas. Est-ce que la mort s'en vient? Est-ce que la mort s'en va? Est-ce qu'il est encore chaud? Est-ce qu'il est déjà froid? Ils ouvrent mes armoires, ils tâtent mes faïences, ils fouillent mes tiroirs, se régalant d'avance de mes lettres d'amour. Par deux qui liront près du feu en riant aux éclats. <rire> ah, je les vois déjà, compassés et frileux, suivant comme des artistes mon costume de bois. Ils se poussent du cœur pour être le plus triste, ils se poussent du bras pour être le premier. Qui ne me connaissaient plus ont amené des enfants qui ne me connaissaient pas. Pensent au prix des fleurs et trouvent indécent de ne pas mourir au printemps quand on aime le lilas. Ah, je les vois déjà, tous mes chers faux amis, souriant sous le poids du devoir accompli. Je te vois déjà Trop triste, trop à l'aise Protégeant sous le drap Tes larmes lyonnaises Tu ne sais même pas Sortant de mon cimetière Que tu entres en ton enfer Quand s'accroche à ton bras Le bras de ton quelconque Le bras de ton dernier Qui te fera pleurer Bien autrement que moi ah, je me vois déjà m'installant à jamais, bien au triste, bien au froid, dans mon champ d'eau soleil. Ah, je me vois déjà, je me vois tout au bout de ce voyage-là, d'où l'on revient de tout. 
je vois déjà tout ça Et l'on a le brave culot d'oser me demander De ne plus boire que de l'eau, de ne plus trousser les filles De mettre l'argent de côté, d'aimer le filet de magot Et de crier vive le roi 